This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. Welcome to the program with a unique focus on helping Canadians avoid probate. The one thing everyone should know about probate is that it's not inevitable. With some planning and good advice, you can avoid the exhausting, expensive and time-consuming probate process and have your affairs settled quickly and privately. Speaking of good advice, here are your hosts of Avoid Probate. Good morning, Zoomer listeners. Welcome to the Avoid Probate show on this beautiful Sunday morning. Glad you're here with us. I'm Jason Laidler, here with the world-famous co-host of mine, Mr. Ted Walshen. Good morning, Mr. Walshen. How are you today? Hello there, cookie monster. <laughs> well, you just uh, gave it away. Yes, uh, we're going to talk about cookies again. We talked about cookies last week because it was National Peanut Butter Cookie Day last week. Yeah, and and how, how many people at home right now listening... Uh, I can't see you, obviously, but but be honest with me. How many of you had a cookie after we started talking about cookies? Put your hand in the A air. peanut butter cookie in e- particular? Any, any kind any of kind cookie. Any kind of cookie? Yeah, I bet you there's a lot of hands just went up right now. Well, it's not peanut butter cookie today. It's national... Hold on, let me get this right. It's national eat an Oreo day. So I guess it's Oreo day. It has to be an Oreo, though. It has to be an Oreo. Gee, which, I wonder who started this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know, but... So, of course, I brought some samples into the studio today, uh, Oreo cookie samples, including some strange flavors I didn't know that existed. I did not know this this either. Now, artificially flavored. Carrot cake. Carrot cake Oreos. Should I? Yeah, of course you should. Uh, of course, I've got the chocolate. I've got the mint. And I've got something else that's weird. i got to grab it here. Hold on a second. Let me reach over for it. This one says 110 birthday anniversary chocolate confetti cake flavor, whatever that means. So, yeah, who knew? So there's a, mm. quite a selection of Oreo cookies in the studio today. Ted seems to be enjoying the carrot you know, cake. You know what it tastes like? Does it taste like carrot cake? No. <laughs> it doesn't. What's it taste like? I don't want to know. I was going to eat one. It tastes like one of those um, orange... Um, creamsicle? Yes. Creamsicle. Cream Do they still make those? Oh, yeah. I wonder when is National Cream School Day. Anyway, he's diving into a different flavor. So, yeah, uh, National Oreo Day. I've already told... Uh, it's their 110th birthday? Well, it's been around a long time. The Oreo cookie's old. This is a limited edition. Oh, it's a limited edition package. Maybe I shouldn't have opened it. Maybe it's uh, like a collector's item or something. Mm-hmm. As he dives in and eats eats one. Sampling. Sampling. I already uh, told Kelly, I said, I don't care what you say, Kelly, you're taking a bag of Oreos home today because there's so many here. So the only other item, well, you were going to you were gonna make a segue from uh, cookies to uh, <laughs> he's dead chewing as fast as he can. That was the birthday um, cake one. That's okay. Okay. It's okay. They're both, they're both good. Right. I was just thinking that all these different uh, types of Oreos, I mean, you know, pick the kind that your dad likes best, run out while he's still sleeping, <laughs> buy him a box or two or three, bring back home and say, hey, Dad, happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Yes, it is. Yes. It's, and happy Father's Day to you. Thank you. And happy Father's Day to you. And thank you. And happy Father's Day to Kelly. And happy Father's Day to everybody who's listening. Happy Father's Day. Yeah, thank you. And, and uh, to everybody on the Avoid Probate team. There's uh, a few fathers on the team. I think I think Kelly's the only uh, lady, but uh, that's all right. At least we have one. Mm-hmm. Now you have two daughters. Yep, and you have a boy. One and a of girl. each. You have one of each. They call that the millionaire's family. Oh, I've never heard that before. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Why I'm not sure. Okay. Because you got one of each, I guess. All right. Or because it cost you a million to raise them. Yeah, it's amazing. I remember reading somewhere, um, and I wouldn't wouldn't give it up for anything because I love my kids and, they, and they've been terrific. And and one of them, my daughter and her husband, gave birth almost three years ago to a little baby girl. So I got a granddaughter as well. So I'm a great grandfather as well as being a father. 
No. I'm not a great, a just grandfather. a grandfather. Yeah, a grandfather. Yeah. Whew. God, I just, I just aged real yeah, quick I there, didn't I? did. That was scary. Yeah, so I, but somebody explained it to me one time, statistically, like, like they broke it down. I said, this is what, how much money it costs to raise a child from birth to the age of 18. Okay, what was the number? I don't remember the exact number, but it's, I think, like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Years ago, when I first got into this business, uh, financial, I am a financial advisor, in case anybody's wondering, licensed, of course, for over 25 years. Years ago, when we were talking about RESPs, I used to provide RESPs for people with young families who were saving for their child's education. Mm-hmm. We used to say because the numbers we got back then were hundred was a hundred thousand dollars. So the the cost of putting the cost of having a child and putting that child through university was going to be a hundred k. That's that, been way over that. I now. know that's what I'm saying. That was like twenty years ago. Oh god, it's, it's probably double. Yeah, probably well, is. maybe triple. Yep. The RESP, especially if you're driving a car. Yeah. Oh no, and both my girls have cars. And uh, my my younger, my youngest, uh, is going to Guelph in the fall, which is great. Uh, It's my alma mater, but that's got nothing to do with it. That's where my brother went to school. Mm -hmm. I love Guelph. Shout out to our our friends in Guelph. Beautiful city. Beautiful city, for sure. Beautiful campus and uh, a great program um, at the university there. You know, uh, probably world famous. They have only one of two uh, vet colleges in the whole province of Ontario. And getting into OVC is pretty tough. It's really tough. Yeah. It's really tough. And there's not many, there's not even that many right across the country. Probably not. So beautiful campus, beautiful city. We have clients out there in that area. Shout out to those guys. Hopefully they're listening today. And uh, thanks to them if they are. They also have a great culinary program. Yes, uh, I know. I lived with a guy who was in it and it was amazing. And they used to, uh, part of the program curriculum was to cook something that was open to the students yeah. on a regular basis. Yeah. I think it was called HAFA, Hotel and Food Administration, HAFA. Yeah, yeah. great program. Mm-hmm. I did a bio degree there, so um, that was fun, yeah. sort of. So, you know, we talked last week, we said, because it's Father's Day, when Mother's Day rolled around a few weeks ago, we decided to give a gift away uh, on Mother's Day. So we thought, well, if we're going to do it for mothers, we should be doing it for fathers as well. It's only fair. Absolutely. So we decided that we're not going to give away a bouquet of flowers, although there's nothing wrong with giving nope. flowers. I like flowers. Sure. But we decided we're going to give a $100 gift certificate to Canadian Tire, because yes. there you can, get, you can get flowers there if you want. You can get tires, you can get That's wrenches, right. you can get, you can get uh, clothing, and then they're, they're tied in with Marksburg Warehouse, and then there's a, right. a, a woman's store as well, and then Party Central. There's just a ton of whack of stuff that they're doing. All kinds and, of options. And it's, and it's a Canadian company, and, and good for them. So we thought we'd do that, and we got a really interesting email from someone who said, with a suggestion, and I thought this was a great suggestion. Up in Acton, Ontario, just northwest of Toronto, there's a Ukrainian summer camp. Now, I'm being totally honest and open here, okay? True, completely open. I, I attended that camp. My dad was one of the founders of the camp years ago, worked there as, as a head counselor, and we decided, after having this conversation with this person, that, you know what, they're up there right now, all these fathers and mothers, all these volunteers fixing up the camp, because they're welcoming all these Ukrainian refugees, these young kids, and their parents that are coming in, so they're giving them free camp for like five days a week for, for five weeks. Awesome. And in order to do that, they need to spend some extra money to fix some things up just to make sure that everything's cool with them. So they said, well, why not give a gift certificate to them? They could use it for tools and paint and whatever yep. as they fix up this camp. And I thought, well, you know what? To help out these kids, these refugees, um, that's a great idea. It's a great idea. So there so you go. So the that's what we're going to do. The Avoid Probate team is going to donate this Canadian Tire card Ukrainian Youth Association Camp. Ukrainian Youth Association Camp so that they can paint the sheds. Yep. Well, the Uh, cabins. The cabins. Yeah, the kids don't live in sheds. I think it's a great... Well, whatever. There are tool sheds, I'm sure, that could use a coat of paint. Yes. Yeah. So I thought that was a great idea. So that's what we're going to do. And so thank you to everybody who did submit an entry uh, for your father and to recognize uh, Dad on this special day. Thank you to everybody for doing that. We are going to go to our first quick break of the morning, and then we're going to come back. We're going to talk about some probate stuff. It is the Avoid Probate Show. Jason Laidler here with Ted Wallison. We've got a jam-packed show, as usual. I know I say that every week. By the way, I just want to throw this in real quick, Ted. You know how I, how I start the show every morning with the welcome to the show on this beautiful Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. We actually had a listener who told me once that the last three Sundays were raining or something, and what's so beautiful about that? And I mm-hmm. <laughs> made me laugh, and I wrote back to this listener, and I said, isn't every Sunday morning beautiful? Exactly. And I got no response, so there you go. 
Okay, we'll be right back after. Easy this. like Sunday morning. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1 844 667 7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. Avoid problems you didn't know you had. Avoidprobate.ca. Avoid all that red tape. Avoidprobate.ca. Avoid high fees. Avoidprobate.ca. Avoid a long wait. Avoidprobate.ca. Avoid expensive fines. Avoidprobate.ca. Avoid uncertainty. Avoidprobate.ca. Don't wait. Avoidprobate.ca. All right, let's head down to Times Place 190 Baldwin in the heart of Kensington Market. Tom Mahalik is with us. It's a big month, June, your birthday, your sister's birthday, your son's birthday, it's Father's Day, it's uh, Canada Day coming up. It's just all celebrations, and you got all kinds of celebratory prices. Thank you very much, Ted, and happy birthday, suit sale to me. Happy birthday, <laughs> suit sale to me. It's music to my ear. I know, but you it's know, early to drink. You know that when I sing... People have to drink. There's no other way. They can't stand that. But it's been a pleasure, and it's been a tradition. And when Tom has his birthday, when his son and his sister celebrates, you know what happens to the prices. Goes down, 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 down. Daddy, it's always great to hear your voice. A pleasure to be on the air with you. And I thank you for everything. And let me finish by singing, Happy birthday, suit sale to me. Happy birthday, Tom's Place, 190 Baldwin in the heart of Kensington Market. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back. You are listening to the Avoid Probate Show with Jason Laidler. I'm Ted Walloshin. And just a reminder, the information provided in this program is for general consumption only. It's not intended to provide particular legal or investment advice. Every situation is different. So if you have legal or investment questions, you should speak with a licensed expert. Or, of course, you can connect with Jason by email at info at avoidprobate.ca or toll free 1-844-667-7628. Thanks, Ted. Okay, we're going to talk about uh, a couple different aspects of uh, probate and, and avoiding probate and uh, estate planning and all that good stuff as we uh, try to do every Sunday morning here on AM740 on the Avoid Probate Show. Uh, but first, before I get to this article that I'm going to share with the listeners, I want to just follow up on a comment from last week because last week when we were talking about probate refunds and the fact that I had put a call out to the uh, Office of the Attorney General looking for some assistance and I got that voicemail that says we're closed due to whatever, and people are working off-site. And I did leave a message, okay? And I, and I said, I told the listeners last week I would f- provide an update. So, so far, and it's been just over a week since I left that message, I've had no reply. That's my update. I wish I had better news. Um, I was not optimistic when I left the message, but I did. I mean, that's what the uh, the greeting said. You know, they said you can send an email or you can leave a message and somebody will get back to you. And maybe that'll still happen, but it hasn't happened as of yet. And I just wanted to uh, follow up because I said I would. Okay? So we'll see what happens there. Now, the article that I want to uh, talk about first, the title of it, and there's uh, it, this is a six degrees of separation kind of thing. The title is Advisors Well Positioned to Ensure Clients Address Will and Estate Issues. I'll say it one more time. Advisors well positioned to ensure clients address will and estate issues. And that's what we do because we are helping people avoid probate. Probate is an estate matter for sure. You only have to ever worry about probate when you're trying to settle somebody's estate. And we encourage listeners and and people to reach out to us for help before mom or dad passes away because it's much, much, much easier to avoid probate, what I call the probate nightmare, while mom's still here. Posthumously, did I say that right? Posthumously? I think yep. I did. It's much more difficult, if not impossible. Now, having said that, we, we are still in a position to help people uh, navigate the probate nightmare posthumously. We, we'd rather just avoid it. But in order to avoid it, you've got to call us beforehand. And the solution, the, the quick solution, the one that we talk about the most often, involves a simple transfer of investments that today are sitting at the bank. We just transfer that money from the bank over to an insurance company where the rules are different. We put a beneficiary on the account at the insurance company because that's an option. 
once the money is at the insurance company. And we're talking apples to apples, uh, portfolio A to portfolio B. We're not talking about life insurance. But now you can name the children or whoever you want to as beneficiaries. And just by doing that, you avoid the probate nightmare. And if you're under the age of 85, that whole process doesn't cost you 10 cents. And we do all the paperwork. We do the legwork. We take on the liability. We, we hold your hand the whole way through. And it does require some hand-holding because a lot of people are saying, I've never heard of this before. You know, this sounds totally foreign, totally strange. Why hasn't anyone told me this before? And I say sometimes, well, the bank's not going to tell you to do it because the bank's not going to tell you to move your money. But, you know, people wonder, well, and I tell them, you're in good company, smart people. Say to me, how come I've never heard of this strategy? Well, I don't know. What, what can I tell you? But we are talking about it, the strategy, and it works. And we have, we've had real live, you know, uh, death claims. Huh, can you have a live death claim? Anyway, mm. you know what I mean? We've been, we've been through it from, from A to Z. And we've seen, I'm going to call it a success because when the, when the estate proceeds pay out within two or three weeks of receiving the death certificate and the, and the proper paperwork, that's a success compared to the alternative, which is what I call 10 months of the probate nightmare, legal fees, stress, etc. So anyway, this article, I've given the title off already. It's written by Susan Yellen, credit to Susan Yellen, starts off by saying, wills and trusts, virtually all estate matters really, can be difficult for financial advisors and their clients if they don't prepare ahead of time, an estate planning professional told a recent conference. Well, uh, let's, I'll, I'll carry on. John Natale, that name might sound familiar mm-hmm. to you and listeners, and we'll get back to that in a second. John Natale, the head of tax, retirement, and estate planning services, wealth at Manulife Canada, told a session of the Independent Financial Brokers of Canada, the IFB, conference in mid-October that financial advisors are in one of the best positions possible to ensure will and estate issues are dealt with quickly and cleanly. And that's almost exactly what he said when he was here in studio on the Avoid Probate Show, February 20th, the February 20th episode of the Avoid Probate Show, which you can find on the podcast list. John Natale was our guest for that whole morning session. And he said these things uh, to the Zoomer listeners. And I thought, well, that's interesting. Um, Hopefully some of the listeners remember that, recall the February 20th episode. Moving on, I mean, it's worth repeating. And John, of course, said he'd be happy to be a guest again Mm -hmm. back on the show. And we'll definitely uh, take him up on that offer because he's Mr. Mr., uh, Manulife and Mr. Um, Estate Planning at Manulife. He goes on to say that the key differentiator, I believe, is planning and the value and the benefits it can provide your clients to make sure that the assets they've worked hard to accumulate are distributed to the people who they want it to go to in the manner they want them to be distributed and in a tax-efficient and timely way, says Natalie. Well, that's what we do. That's exactly what we're doing yeah. here, and that's why I wanted to share this the story. I wanted to name drop uh, John Natalie, and I also wanted to just emphasize that what, that's what we're doing in, with the solution that I just described in terms of transferring investment assets that are currently at the bank where you cannot put name a beneficiary because you cannot put a beneficiary on a non-registered account at the bank, but you can when the money's invested at the insurance company. And again, I'm not talking about life insurance just because I say insurance company. I've said it many times, the insurance companies today have as many if not more investment options than the banks do. Um, what else do I want to say? He talks about this $1 trillion wealth transfer. We talked about that on the show a few weeks ago. It says the issue has become more important than ever before because of the estimated $1 trillion in wealth transfer said to be expected over the next decade. As it now stands, estate issues can change depending on a number of issues, including the province. Next year in Ontario, for example, marriage will no longer automatically revoke a will. We've talked about this on the show before. So that's new legislation that's really important. That used to be the case where uh, unless you unless you wrote the will or had the will written in contemplation of marriage, the marriage itself nullified your will. And so a lot of people got caught uh, in making that mistake, and that's changing. And this is why you need to, to talk to an advisor who, who knows what's going on, who's, who's following uh, the latest uh, changes in the laws and goes on to say, Natalie told the advisors that changes in beneficiaries when it pertains to a life insurance policy should be made to the insurance company directly. 
that's important, and we do that as well. And it also refers to uh, changes in beneficiaries on the investments. He refers to life insurance. I'll say it again. He told the advisors in this conference uh, for, of the Independent Financial Brokers of Canada, he told them that changes in beneficiaries, because you can change the beneficiary. And I tell clients this all the time. When we when we put beneficiaries on the account at the insurance company, those are not carved in stone. We can change it anytime you want. And there could be good reasons to change the beneficiary. But he says that uh, it's a good idea to uh, let the insurance company know directly. And we do that. So when we when we put beneficiaries on the investment account, that paperwork goes right to the insurance company and they know who the beneficiaries are. And that's why, you know, when the time comes and mom passes away, or dad, I shouldn't pick on mom, probably shouldn't pick on dad either on Father's Day. Let's, uh, yes. <laughs> let's, say, let's say mom passes away and uh, the insurance company just looks at the, the contract and sees who the beneficiaries are cuts the checks, mails out the checks, no probate to worry about, no frozen account to worry about, no legal fees to worry about, the stress, all that stuff. It's an amazing solution. And again, it's amazing to think that if you are under the age of 85, you can do all this at no cost to you. And it's not locked in. We never lock in clients' money. And I'm not just talking about those silly GICs that I can't stand. I'm talking about the fact that the money has been transferred from the bank to the insurance company, that's not locked in. Six months down the road, for example, if you decided, hey, uh, for whatever reason, I, I miss I miss my bank. Okay, I don't, I don't know why that would happen, but I'm just saying the fact is you can go back to the bank. We don't lock in anything. I don't agree with it. I don't subscribe to it. I don't, I don't implement it. It's not how we work at avoidprobate.ca. Um, almost done here with this article about that John Natale, his conversation, uh, he says that there's been... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to share this. There have been a number of political, sorry, there have been a number of public cases that show the unfortunate situations that can take place when someone who thought they would be a beneficiary didn't get anything in the will. In the end, many take this issue to court. Some of the worst situations deal with members of the rich and famous. Some of the bigger name Canadian cases that have gone to court include the estate of late Toronto philanthropist Honey Sherman who died without a will, as did Toller Cranston, a bronze medal winner and accomplished artist. Renata Ford, the widow of former Toronto Mayor Rob Ford, was ordered to pay nearly $300,000 in legal fees for work done on his estate. American singer and songwriter Aretha Franklin had multiple wills. The issue went to court, and in the end, 45% of the revenues of her estate now go to pay off her tax liability. So... The message John was giving the advisors is, you know, don't make assumptions. Don't assume everybody has a will. Don't assume it's all, you know, done properly. He lists these interesting uh, public cases. Ted, were you familiar with, uh, did you did you ever interview Toller Cranston? Um, no, I didn't, but I'm certain I certainly don't. Sure, guess. yeah, I, I didn't mean it that way. I figured you obviously know. The Shermans? No? No. Well. Know somebody who knew him. Yeah, and when John was in the studio, he mentioned that just for the the joy of the exercise of obtaining a copy of the will, because the other problem with the probate process compared to with our solution is the probate process is a public process because it goes through the courts and the courts are public, right? And so John Natale, when he was here, he was saying that he obtained a copy of Rob Ford's will, and he said it's amazing how much personal information he was able to glean from just looking at the will. He didn't share that information with the listeners when he was here. And the other will that he had, do you remember who the other guy was? The other will that he had obtained a copy of? <laughs> oh, um, you're going to have to help me. The former Leaf or, uh, owner. Harold Ballard. Yeah, Her- he's got Harold Ballard's right, will. Right, right. Which uh, wasn't, it was a little bit before my time, but I thought that was interesting too. So that's another good reason to, you know, avoid the probate nightmare because it does, it does make your estate uh, public information. And when we've transferred the accounts to the insurance company, you've named beneficiaries on those accounts, and those beneficiaries get paid directly by the insurance company once you're gone, that is not a public process. So if you want to keep things more private, well, and a lot of people do. A lot of people really uh, value their privacy living or not living, right? All right, we're going to um, take another quick break here. So top up your tea and coffee. When we get back, we're going to talk about another article that I think is worth sharing and and uh, connect it all to avoiding probate here on the Avoid Probate Show. 
Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. My name is Marilyn, and I avoided probate. Marilyn is a good daughter who wants the best for her elderly mom. Um, why is she overdrawn on her account? What's going on here? Her mom had money, much of which was tied up in non-registered accounts like GICs, paying next to no interest, which meant... She was dipping into her capital big time because the residence she was staying in was very costly. So she was overdrawn on her account four times a month. Marilyn wanted to disperse the money for her mom's needs using her power of attorney. The bank refused, saying the accounts were in her mom's name only and then rub salt in the wound. They pushed it back on the family and said it was all our fault. We should have been on top of it, not them. That's when Marilyn got a hold of Jason at avoidprobate.ca. He accompanied Marilyn to the bank to move mom's money. Why? The insurance companies now have as many, if not more, investment options than the banks have. Plus, we can also put a 100% death benefit guarantee on the account once it's at the insurance company. Anybody who has non-registered accounts at the bank needs to look into the services we provide at avoidprobate.ca. I don't know how long my mother is going to live. None of us know. So my thing was, if she lives to 100, there'll be more than enough money to sustain her. How was avoidprobate.ca able to help Marilyn's mom? It's a good news story. The account is earning money much more than it did when it was at the bank in a low-paying GIC. But more importantly, it's still 100% mom's money. There's no joint owner on the account, but there is a beneficiary on the account, which wasn't there before. Which means no tax issues and no probate to worry about. I share my story with as many people as I can, and I hand out Jason's cards to lots of people and say, call this man, he'll walk you through it. Call us at avoidprobate.ca on the toll-free number. But call us before your mom or dad passes away. That's when we can help you. Avoid probate like Marilyn did with avoidprobate.ca. Call 1-844-667-7628. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Hi, good morning. Happy Father's Day to one and all. It is, well, not to one and all, but to one and all who are fathers. Right. There you go. Like us. Uh, yes, like us. Uh, this is the Avoid Probate Show, and don't forget, info at avoidprobate.ca is our email address, toll-free number to call, one 7628 That's one 7628 We um, welcome you, invite you, in fact, to avoidprobate.ca, www.avoidprobate.ca. There you'll find a free probate calculator. You can play with and see roughly how much probate might be payable on your estate or your parents' estate. And there's a button for anyone who missed the show or wants to hear it again. Just click the Listen to the Show button, and you can access past shows that way. Jason. Yeah, thanks, Ted. Okay, so another, I want to change uh, topic slightly here. Uh, it is the Avoid Probate Show. Welcome. Uh, we're glad you're here this morning joining us. I want to talk about an article... And the title of this article is called, uh, and, and there's a reason, there's a method to my madness here. It's called, Is a Name Change on a Will a Game Changer? Once again, is a name change on a will a game changer? Mm-hmm. So this uh, was out of Money Sense magazine. It's something that a lot of advisors read. I think it's also available to non-advisors. Anyway, M- Money Sense magazine. And I'm going to give credit to the author here. And uh, this, well, we'll come back to that in a second. But this was... Um, written as a response to a question that uh, somebody wrote into this author. And the question is this. The question says, my will is made out with my daughter as executrix in her married name. However, all of her IDs are in her maiden name. Do I have to see a lawyer to change this on the will? There are no other changes to be made. So this must happen all the time, right? People, parents uh, do a will up. And then the daughter gets married, mm-hmm. changes her name, because that's usually what uh, girls do. I'm not trying to sound sexist when I say that. I know it doesn't happen every time, but I think it happens a lot. Okay, so this author responds to answer this question and starts by saying, you know, thanks for writing. This is a great question and something I've encountered with other clients when administering an estate. We're going to tie this into probate, of course. Let's start with reviewing the impact on the will if no updates are made, as well as the options for updating the will to reflect the different surnames. We'll outline these 
scenarios to get a sense of what typically happens when you change or don't change a will. So what happens if you decide not to change the will? Okay. Goes on to say a will should be a fluid document that is reviewed and updated approximately every five years or when a life when a major life event happens. However, life does get in the way and we end up uh, with wills that are 10 years old or older. It's, it's worth pointing out to, to the listeners that even though this is the Avoid Probate Show, we we don't we don't draft, we don't make a habit of drafting the wills, but we have lawyers on the team who can draft wills. We often get calls. Uh, people will say, are you a lawyer? And I said, no, I'm not a lawyer. I'm the investment advisor. But there's lawyers on the team who do the legal work because you need a lawyer to do the legal work. Mm-hmm. And often that legal work includes creating for the first time or revising a will. So yes, we can do that work for you as well. And it's it's a good fit because... We do it all, you know, under the same umbrella of trying to avoid probate down the road. So, yeah, we can do that stuff. We can do that work. Uh, The article goes on to say, after we create a will, we carry on with life. Okay, so they're just saying, you know, these things get set aside. And then um, sometimes the person named as executor uh, gets married, divorced, or even uses a combination of surnames, much like... Uh, the girl in this case, updating your will to reflect the name change does not necessarily need to happen if she has all the proper identification for when the time comes to administer the estate. That's the point here. I'm going to say that again. Updating the will to reflect the name change does not necessarily need to happen if she has all the proper identification for when the time comes to administer the estate. Because the court just wants to know that the person... The person who's going to be the executor really is the person who's supposed to be the executor. So it's not that difficult to prove that if you've got ID, even if the ID is a little bit different, if the name's a little bit different than what the will said because of whatever, marriage, separation, whatever, right? So here we go, uh, tying it into probate. The estate administration process, the estate administration process, includes a lot of paperwork, and it tends to start after a death, probate, also known in Ontario, this author says uh, certificate of appointment of a state trustee. Okay, that's a that is a technical term. Certificate of appointment of a state trustee. It's also known we talked about last week as EAT. Remember how amusing that was for you when I said it was mm-hmm. EAT, the estate administration tax. Mm-hmm. So those are other terms for probate. Probate is just a lot easier to say, and that's what most people call it. The probate confirms the deceased's last will and testament, if there is one, and officially appoints the executor. Okay, that's really important because that's the one of the biggest questions we get all the time is, well, what is probate? Or people say to me, I love it, when they say to me, I don't need to worry about probate because I have a will. Okay, well, then I know they don't understand what's going on because with respect, you know, the, the, the probate process is the process that validates your will. It's the process that says, okay, the province is going to agree to recognize that's the will that we're going to go with because there could be other wills. Uh, other wills could pop up. It might not have been your first will. People revise their will. So even though you have a will, it doesn't mean you don't need to go through probate. The probate process validates the will and recognizes the person who's going to get the magical powers to become the executor. They use the term executrix that refers to a female executor. I don't know if we're supposed to still use that term or not, but that's what it is. And I mentioned magical powers because once the province says, yeah, okay, okay, Ted, you are now the executor for your your mother's estate, and therefore we give you the magical powers that you need to go ahead and sell things that don't belong to you. That's a really simplistic way to describe it because normally... You cannot sell something that doesn't belong to you, like yeah. like your mother's house. Yeah, yeah. But not just the house, her, her investments, her her china, her her silverware, whatever, whatever it was. You now have the power uh, from the province to sell it on the behalf of the estate. So that's what the probate process does. So why do we want to avoid it? Well, that's a good question because it's a nightmare and it's expensive and it's time consuming. And we can we think we can accomplish everything that that needs to be accomplished for a successful estate settlement without paying the province their pound of flesh and without having the bank account frozen for some number of months, 10, 12, or longer. I'm going to actually refer to that in a, in a mailbag item about uh, how long it took to settle an estate. I'll get back to that in the mailbag when we 
get to the next segment. So the article goes on to say this task requires an application. We're talking about probate. This task requires an application that outlines the details of the deceased, the executor, the beneficiaries, and the estate's holdings. Okay, well, already it's daunting. You know, all this information. It's a ton of information that you have to report to the province. And very often, the person who's named as executor doesn't have that information at their fingertips. So now they've got to be uh, a sleuth and, and spend time getting answers to these questions and finding out what this information looks like. The professional, brackets lawyer, accountant, or a corporate trustee, who will assist your daughter as the executrix can list the name she uses on her government identification cards, for example, a driver's license or a health card, she will be able to reference this application back to the will. So that's what I was saying. As long as you've got the ID to prove that you are the same person, then it should be no problem. What happens if you update your will because of a surname change? Now that we've reviewed what can it look like when you don't update your will, here's what happens if you do decide to make changes. Creating a brand new will is really only necessary when major changes are needed. But for a name change, you could always have a codicil created. A codicil, you've probably heard that term, right, Ted? A codicil? No. Okay, well, good. Then uh, you're going to learn something here. A codicil is a legal document that allows you to update a particular item or paragraph of a will without having to create an entirely new will. Instead, the codicil refers, sorry, references, the codicil references the will and identifies the section you are changing. It's like putting, the way I see it, the way I think of it, it's like putting a sticky note on your will. Now, right. don't, don't do that. That's, no, that's, no. <laughs> that's, that's an oversimplification. Yeah, yes. But that's how I, you know, that's how I understand it. You're putting this, it's a lot easier than redoing the whole document. You, you put this codicil on it, i.e. the sticky note, mm-hmm. and it, it has the same effect if it's done right. And that's what the, it goes on to say here. It says this can be a cost-effective approach because you're not doing the whole will again. If you only have a couple of items to update, and usually that's the case, uh, a couple of items, a, a new son-in-law, daughter-in-law, uh, a new grandchild, that kind of thing. They're you know standard items that don't require the whole thing to be redrafted. Seek out a lawyer to prepare this document, the codicil, to avoid any errors or unintended consequences such as, a, such as voiding your will or creating confusing or conflicting language changes. That's why I'm going to stress it again. Do not just put a sticky note on there because you could, in theory, create more problems than you solve. So, yeah, you pay a lawyer to do the codicil for you, but it's a lot less expensive and a lot less time-consuming than to redo the whole will. Okay. So that's what I want to say about uh, this article called Is a Name Change on a Will a Game Changer? The other thing I want to say about this article is it just so happens, this is a crazy coincidence, Ted. We, I was really looking forward um, in the mailbag to announcing the fact that we are going to have an in-studio guest next week because we haven't had an in-studio guest for a while. No. Right? And, and we do that from time to time, and we have, we'll bring in the experts and uh, let the listeners hear it you know, right from the expert, whatever the subject matter happens to be related to. And I'm jumping ahead a little bit because I was going to save this for the mailbag, but we do have a guest next week, and her name is Debbie Stanley, and she owns a company called ETP Canada, and what they do is they're the people, they're, they're, an, they're an example of the services that are available out there to help guide people through the probate process if they didn't call us before mom passed away, and that happens a lot unfortunately, and they're calling us after the fact because now they say, where do I start? i got to deal with this estate, and I don't have a clue what to do, where to go, who to call. Well, Debbie Stanley at ETP Canada, she's a solution for that person. We've often said, and I am a certified executor advisor, and we can, we can help people. We can guide them through the estate settlement process as well, but... That's not the work that I want us to do at avoidprobate.ca. The name of the company is called avoidprobate.ca, not not deal with probate.ca, <laughs> right? So I get it. Not everyone is going to get the message in time. And we get that comment a lot, too. People say, oh, I wish I heard of your show, you know, years ago. Yeah. But the message is getting out there for sure. And I'll, I'll speak to that again in the mailbag, I guess, uh, after this next quick break. We're coming up to it real fast here. But yeah, I'm really excited, and I want the listeners to uh, have a heads up, and maybe if they want to do some uh, research in advance uh, for ETP Canada, they're a boutique firm out of Guelph, 
And uh, I'm not going to steal Debbie's thunder because, like I said, she will be here next week. She's excited. I'm excited. We'll let Debbie tell her story uh, next week in the studio when she's here as our guest on the Avoid Probate Show. So right now, though... Well, I think it's interesting because, you know, quite often you talk about um, the pitfalls of becoming an executor. Yeah. Or taking yep. on the power of, of attorney and should be able to um, perhaps make your life a little bit easier because we know that you hate... But somebody has to do that job. Absolutely. Somebody has to be the executive. Absolutely. And honestly, I would rather uh, Debbie Stanley do that job than me mm. do that job because I really want to focus on helping people avoid the probate. Yep. Yes, we can do both. Yep. And that's why I said we got lawyers on the, on, the, yep. on the team who can do whatever needs to be done, whatever legal work needs to be done. But that's not what we want to focus on. We want to, we want to provide that solution and do the transfer of investment assets from the bank over to the insurance company and avoid the whole probate nightmare. We're going to be right back after this quick break to jump into the mailbag. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. Avoid problems you didn't know you had. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid all that red tape. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid high fees. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid a long wait. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid expensive fines. Avoidprobate.ca Avoid uncertainty. Avoidprobate.ca Don't wait. Avoidprobate.ca This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of Avoidprobate.ca Welcome back, and you are listening on this Father's Day to Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. I'm Ted Wallerson. And, of course, we invite you to keep your calls and emails coming in because we love your questions and we love the email bag. I'm calling it the email bag section, which we're going to get to in a moment. You can do so, by the way, uh, sending an email to info at avoidprobate.ca. It's a simple, simple procedure, info at avoidprobate.ca. Or you can call. 1-844-667-7628 has returned to the email bag. <laughs> yeah. Because nobody's actually sending us letters. That's true. Does anybody send letters anymore? Um, yeah, I, I think they do. Some people are going Bills? back to that, that, that whole tradition. Tom Hanks is a big uh, um, admirer of personal letters. So he, has, he went out and searched and went out and bought himself a bunch of old typewriters. Really? And he types out letters. And he sends them off to people like thank you notes and stuff. Well, I was going to say, we're getting off on a tangent here, but I was going to say, if you want to send a letter, you have to know how to how to write cursive. And, of course, they don't teach that anymore in the schools for some reason that I don't understand. But they don't teach cursive writing. Yeah. I think they may be... Did I hear they're bringing it back? Or, oh, are you kidding or was me? was that a, an episode of The Simpsons? I can't remember. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> anyway, off we go to the email bag. Hi, Jason. Thank you for taking my call earlier this afternoon. As I mentioned on the phone, my mother is 82 and a widow. I am her power of attorney and will transition to her executor upon her passing. I am her only child. We're trying to make sure that when the time comes, that it goes as smoothly and as seamlessly as possible. We need information and assistance to put the necessary safeguards in place. Smart thinking. Yep, Below sure. are a list of questions that we hope to get answers to from from you when we meet. Please let us know when you're available and what you need to do in order to facilitate the most comprehensive answers as possible. So you will do that one-on-one, but we're going to share these questions with the audience because many of them would have the same questions. For sure. Okay, number one, what is a bear trust and is it helpful slash necessary in our case? Okay, very common question. We talk about the bear trust on the show on a regular basis. Sometimes we mention it in passing. Um, sometimes we spend a little more time on it. So the bear trust, we t- we talked already this morning about the solution to avoid probate on the investment money that's at the bank, and that involves uh, usually a no-cost transfer, which we facilitate, we take care of that, a transfer from the bank over to the insurance company. We create a portfolio that everyone's happy with, put beneficiaries on it, mission accomplished. But then often, not every time, but often the question comes up, okay, fine, what about the house? Okay. Well, the house is a bit different, and it's not as easy, and it's certainly not as inexpensive, but the solution we use to avoid the probate on the house and or the cottage and or any other real estate, the uh, rental unit, a commercial property, whatever the case may be, real estate, 
we can use something called a bear trust, B-A-R-E, bear trust. Uh, the lawyer on the team drafts up the bear trust document. Um, we can provide a consultation. The lawyer often will call We'll call you. We'll call the listener and uh, and give them some information, answer some questions. I don't want to be that person because it's the lawyer who does the the document. And so whenever somebody calls about a bear trust, I know enough to be dangerous about it, and I will give them the broad strokes. And then I will say, okay, well, do I have your permission to you know give your name and number to our lawyer on the team so that he can call you and uh, fill in the blanks? And when that happens, the next question pops up. How long does it take to set one up, and what is the cost to do so? Yes, you're right. That is usually the next question, and it is in this case as well. Uh, when I say, I told you that we can put different properties in, so it does depend. The more properties that go into the Bear Trust, the more complex it is, the more expensive it is. But let's just pretend, because most of the time, it's just mom and dad's house. So if that's all we're talking about, we're talking about a principal residence, mom and dad's house, and that's it, then, uh, and the lawyers get mad at me every time I quote their prices, but I'll do it anyway. We, I estimate it's going to be about 3000 bucks. So if you have, let's put that in context for a minute. So 3000 bucks. Oh, and by the way, the rest of the answer to the other part of the question, it takes, it takes a couple of weeks usually, mm-hmm. you know, three at the most, I would say, but usually a couple of weeks we can get this done. And um, yeah, to do the math comparison on it in terms of the cost, if it's a, a property in the GTA and it's worth a million dollars just for easy math, well, a 1.5% uh, probate fee on a million bucks is about $15,000 in probate fees, not to mention the legal fees and the stress and the hassle of it all. So you spend $3,000 on a, on a bear trust, you're saving $12,000 potentially or more in probate fees and legal fees. You know, so it's, it's, it's a simple, simple, simple math calculation. Next question. Does a bear trust void the current will... And do you need to have two wills in order to accommodate what is in the trust and what isn't in the trust? Great question. I think we've uh, talked about using a second will as a way to avoid probate. But to answer this question, the answer is no. It does not void the existing will, and you do not need a second will for a bare trust. Now, I want to be clear on that. You can use a second will to avoid probate on mm-hmm. some specific assets. That's a different kettle of fish from the bear trust. The bear trust itself does not require a second will, and it does not void the first will. It's really a simple, simple form of a trust, which is why, I, I've said this before, it's called a bear trust because it's like bear as in naked, as in stripped down, yep. as in it's like not really a normal kind of trust, and I won't go into those details today, but... But that's why it's called a bear trust, and it has special, unique attributes, and it does not require you to change the will. Now, it might it might necessitate a will change. I mean, if you're going to do a bear trust, it's probably a good a good idea. It's a good time. You're obviously you got estate planning on your mind, so it's a good time to have the will reviewed and make sure that they're congruous. Is that the word congruous? Congruous, you know, yeah. congruous. So you know the will and the bear trust. You don't want them to be conflicting with each other, of course. So. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to spend the time and the money, because remember I mentioned the Bear Trust is not free, but if you're going to spend the time and the money, then you probably should be reviewing all of it at the same time. Okay. Next question. On some of the podcasts, you have expressed your displeasure with joint bank accounts. Could you explain what the issue is, and does it apply in this situation? Well, Ted, if we had uh, 10 shows uh, running back-to-back here right now, I couldn't. Uh, I, I could fill them all with uh, my, my <laughs> objection to joint bank accounts. Uh, it's, in my opinion, in my professional 25-year-plus uh, uh, experience opinion, it's very rare, in my opinion, that a joint account is the best solution to the problem. And I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's uh, money at the bank. I don't care if it's joint on title with the house. Joint is not good most of the time. That's that's. I guess it's an oversimplification, but I feel very strongly about it. And in terms of the the potential pitfalls, we list them all the time here on the Avoid Probate Show when we talk about taxation complications. That's confusing for people. I get it. But you know what? If I put if I put Ted Walsh in on my account as a joint owner at the bank and the reasons to avoid probate, because it does. It does so it does avoid probate if you have a joint owner with right of survivorship. Remember there's two types of joint ownership. And um, you know, I'm getting Maybe Ted's a bad example, but if you put your kid on 
and, and mom or dad has the kid on an adult child and mom or dad have been paying the taxes. Well, now all of a sudden the tax bill has to be shared because it's not 100% owned. It's 50-50 owned. And people don't realize that and they don't split the taxes appropriately because mom just says, well, I've been paying the taxes all this time beforehand. Right. Just because Junior's on the account now it doesn't change anything as far as I'm concerned. I'll keep paying the taxes. He can't afford it anyway. And so mom's paying. That's tax fraud. It's inadvertent. I know it's inadvertent, but it's inadvertent, potentially inadvertent tax fraud. So that's one of the things I don't like. Never mind the taxation of the principal residence, which which might have been exempt from all tax because of the principal residence exemption. You add a child onto that. We did the, we did a whole show on this a few weeks ago. Now you're risking the principal residence exemption. Now you might have to pay tax on half the value of the gains on the house that you didn't have to pay for before. So I don't like it for that reason, and I don't like it for reasons of exposure, creditors, lawsuits, uh, derelict behavior, that kind of thing, you know. So the list goes on. All right. And so for accounts held with a financial planner investment firm that are not registered, like a margin account, they need to be collapsed and reestablished with an insurance company in order to avoid probate, correct? Correct. Unfortunately, today, the insurance companies are not in a position to um, set up a brokerage account. So yes, we need to simplify, that's the word I like to use, simplify the holdings today. You know, uh, mom who's 87 doesn't need to have a uh, 30, 30 different shares in her portfolio. They've done what they were supposed to do. It's time to downsize, simplify, convert to cash, eat the tax. I know people don't want to pay the tax today, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to get paid eventually. Call us. We can talk about that if, uh, if you want more information on that. But I think, Ted, I think we've got to rush out of here because I'm getting the uh, sign from Kelly that we're about out of time. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you, and enjoy your Father's Day. Now, by the way, Ted, uh, before we go, do you have any exciting Father's Day plans for today? Well, yeah, I actually met with my, my, my daughter and my granddaughter and my son-in-law yesterday, and my son is in Europe with his band touring, so I will see him when he comes back. Mm-hmm. And today, Father's Day, I'm going to watch the final round of the U.S. Open. Is golf. That, is that golf? Yes, it is golf. Very exciting, man. It is. <laughs> yeah, let me know how it goes. I'm not going to be watching golf, but uh, I will see my daughters and, um, I don't know, probably spend some time with them, maybe do uh, lunch or barbecue or something in the backyard and Mm. have some fun uh, close to home. Well, good for you. Yeah. Good. All righty. So you you enjoy your day, and I'll enjoy my day. And for all of you listening, (laughs) enjoy your days as well, and we will enjoy being back with you next Sunday. Absolutely. Yeah, happy Father's Day. Thanks, Kelly, for uh, rocking it behind the glass as usual. We'll be back next Sunday. Hopefully you can join us again on AM 740 for the Avoid Probate Show. Happy Father's Day. You've been listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.